0: Hi there, and thank you for listening to the Dream Center Peoria podcast. On this episode, you'll hear from our executive director, Andy King, as he recently sat down with Eli Beltran from 97.7 WPEO. We hope you enjoy their conversation. To learn more about Dream Center Peoria, visit us online at dreamcenterpeoria.org or on social media at Dream Center Peoria. Welcome, Andy. Hey, thank you for having me, Eli. It's good to see you again. It's been
1: a while. It has. It has. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, you've been with the Dream Center forever.
1: Yeah. It's Actually, been, from the beginning, wasn't it? It was about a year, year and a half into the start of, of Dream Center was when I came on board as the executive director. So that's been about 15 years for me. Mm. Uh, Seventeen, going And you on haven't even years.
0: aged a bit. No, <laughs> I've
1: I lost my English accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, it used to be a whole lot stronger.
1: <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I uh, I've been there for for many years now, and we're we're just loving what's happening.
0: We're going to talk a little bit about that history of the Dream Center, but before that, tell me about your family.
1: Yeah, I uh, uh, married to Teresa. She's a local girl from uh, Chillicothe, Mossville area.
0: So no a- English accent. With no her. English <laughs> accent there,
1: and uh, and then I have three kids. Uh, Ethan, who's 20 and uh, who actually works at the Dream Center with us, uh, Clay, who's 18, who's uh, also works at the Dream Center part-time, mm-hmm. and uh, and Joy, my daughter, who's 14. So uh, it's a busy home we have. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you
0: get them in the teens or just above that, and there's a lot of energy and activity going on Oh, there. a
1: lot, a lot. But uh, it's, a, it's great. We're all... Uh, involved in the church and at Dream Center pretty heavy. So uh, it's great to do ministry with your kids and with your family. Mm-hmm.
0: The English accent coming through. Tell me a little bit about uh, where you lived before yeah. and also in the how, how did you come to the Lord?
1: Uh, so I am a pastor's kid. Okay. Uh, my dad uh, has been a pastor um, for many years. He actually... Uh, became a pastor, his first church, when he was 18 in England. Mm. Mm. And uh, and then uh, I uh, obviously came along. Mm. And uh, so I've been around church all my life. It was around uh, the age of eight or nine where, you know, you're around church and you hear the stories, but that was where God really got a hold of me, not just uh, coming to Christ, but also calling, on my life, even at that young age, I knew that I wanted to be in church work and be impacting people's lives. Uh, and so, um, obviously, that led to uh, going through high school, uh, went to college for a couple of years to be a, a fully qualified chef the oh, fully
0: qualified church there we go i went okay. to a catering
1: college in england my dad always said you need a backup to this ministry stuff <laughs> uh, especially in england because it's it's a lot different than over here um you know many churches in the uk don't have a full time pastor let alone a staff mm-hmm. uh and and yet i had this call i felt of of just working for jesus and and being full time but the backup had to be there, he said. So,
0: so do you cater your own uh, banquets and stuff? Or-
1: mm, no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> at home, I'll do a little bit here and there. But, uh, but after that, uh, I then went on to a uh, a training program which we now run at the Dream Center mm-hmm. called Ace Teams. Okay. And I uh, went instead. It's a discipleship training program that uh, I went and did in Australia for a year. And while I was in Australia. I get a call from my dad saying, you've got a decision to make uh, because he had accepted a position at Faith Christian Center, which is, uh, was in Washington on Mm -hmm. Route 24. And uh, basically he said, you can go back to England. Uh, I was doing youth work already uh, before I went to Australia. Or I could stay in Australia or come to Peoria, Illinois. And there's a funny... What what a choice. Well, and here's here's (laughs) a funny story. Um... Uh, because we are sitting in East Peoria uh, where we record this. And um, as I was in Australia, I was with the ACE teams and we were going to a youth conference uh, that night. And so I said to my dad, let me pray about it. Uh, I don't know where Peoria is or any of this area at all. In fact, they told my dad, yeah, we, the church told him, yeah, we're just a st- outside of Chicago. <laughs> Which, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I go to this conference And this guy gets up to preach. Hillsong were putting on this conference in Perth, Australia. And this guy gets up to preach and he starts talking thick Australian accent. And he says, "Uh, most of you think I'm Australian. He said, but actually, and he stopped. He said, I never say this, but actually I'm American. Well, my ears pricked up (laughs) because I hadn't met one American in Australia uh, since I'd been there. I've been there for about seven or eight months. And he said, "You know, it's funny I should say this, but I'm actually from Peoria, Illinois." <laughs> and I my mouth dropped. I was like, "This is crazy." Got to meet him. His name was Wes Beavis. He actually went to East Peoria High School, and uh, and so he mentioned Peoria because it was the bigger city that he could mention, that night, I then, after that experience, which was crazy, because I'm praying, God, do you want me in America?" That night, I go to see a film, and I don't want to scare the listeners with the film, but there's a film called So I Married an Axe Murderer, and uh, it's a comedy with- And they
0: were from Peoria?
1: Well, here's here's what happened. The opening scene is Mike Myers, He is sitting in a coffee shop. As they are following the waiter with the coffee mug, he goes to give them the coffee mug, and- the camera pans back and behind Mike Myers is a map of America and directly above his head is Peoria Illinois and i said god i don't need any <laughs> more confirmation cuz this is freaking me out right now <laughs> lord, lord works in mysterious ways yes yeah, so that's how i that's how i got to america and uh, and and a, a few years helped at faith christian center uh, then was doing a bit of sales for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. but then came back into church work okay. and, and took on the Dream Center. I
0: think Center. I first met you and your dad at Faith Christian Center yeah. when we would take the Youth for Christ Music Group and do concerts. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, tell me about the Dream Center. How, how did that start? Why did it start? What's its goals?
1: Yeah, so um, it started really – my dad, who was at Faith Christian Center, had a real passion to go and start a church uh, downtown. Peoria. And when that church started, they noticed there were two groups coming to the church. There was uh, a group of individuals that were traveling from all over that were wanting to go to church um, to then be imparted to be able to go and impact their world during the week. So it was really like a coming in and then ascending out. Mm. But what we also realized, there was a crowd of people coming to the church that were from the near north side of Peoria which is near where the church was based at the Holiday Inn back then downtown mm-hmm. Peoria and it was single parent moms and it was kids coming to the church without a parent and uh, a, a crowd that we had never really encountered before in church i mean we were in washington doing church there but this was different it was an inner city crowd that were coming in and these two worlds were colliding And so what we felt was we had to do something that could really help not just uh, one church, but many churches. And my dad and the team went out to Los Angeles to see the L.A. Dream Center and how they really are a light in a dark place uh, in L.A. and how this organization brings together churches and businesses and individuals to impact a city. When they got there, they realized they couldn't duplicate that. It was too big. They you know, fifty thousand people they're ministering to every week. But we could take the concept, which was which was this find a need and fill it. Mm. Find a hurt and heal it. And we brought that that back and the dream center here was was created to find the hurts and the needs within Peoria and how as a community could we come together to impact it? So that's how it started. So it sounds
0: like a, a ministry of uh, mercy that a church can do, but it can't do it on its own. Correct. So it's a combination of churches in the area that come together and minister to those in need. Yeah. Um,
1: and, of course, it's stronger because we're doing it together. Exactly. And and for for local churches... You know, we have small and big churches partner. We have over 25, 30 different churches that partner with us Mm -hmm. from small to very large. But what we find from especially the smaller ones is they could never afford to have a staff for purely outreach. But yet they want to mobilize their people in the church working with us. They can mobilize people within the church, but it impacts the existence of the people within the church because they are living. For a cause, a lot of people are living for a cause and being able to help, whether that's with the homeless or or with their after school program or so. So, our main mission now is impacting families living in poverty, starting with kids and youth, because what we find is when you start looking at families that are living in poverty, it's the kids and the young people that really get hurt the most. Uh, Mom and dad, uh, or mom or the grandparents, they may be in a predicament, but the kids can't go and change that predicament. They can't mm. move home or, or the area. They can't change the school that they go into. That you, you know what I mean? They, mm. they can't change the environment because of their age. Mm.
0: They're powerless.
1: They're powerless. And so for us, we create, all the ministries that we've got are created to really help the kids and youth. But what we then find is we there's a doorway then into the family. And so that's, that's how we've gone about it uh, for the last 16, 17 years.
0: What is the hardest thing
1: of the ministry? Uh, the weight. I feel the weight of the needs that we see. Um, the, the stories of individuals, especially kids, and what they're living through. And sometimes you do feel powerless ourselves. You know that There are things that we can do. But some of the stories of maybe past things, you, you know, we've just had a, an incident in our homeless shelter where a mom came in with a 12-year-old daughter and the 12-year-old daughter had just given birth.
0: Hmm.
1: So now you've got three generations that we're trying to minister to under our roof and you've got a 12-year-old hmm. who's still a baby. You know, still a child that has just literally given birth weeks earlier. So you're trying to minister, and yet at the same time, your heart is breaking. Mm. Like, how can we? And so, our core values at the Dream Center is dignity, compassion, and purpose. And what our aim is is whoever comes through the door of the Dream Center, or, or who our staff and volunteers touch, we want to give dignity. We want to show compassion but then we want to spark purpose in people. Hmm. A lot of people that come through the dream center doors and we, we touch around 25,000 people a year in many different ways. And when people come through our doors, a lot of the kids, they've stopped dreaming. They've yep. stopped, uh, be- because of their circumstance, they don't think that something good could happen. So for us to spark that purpose in people is, is really a key. And so, the areas of ministry that we have, and we'll talk about that in a moment, is is all designed so that people see that God has a purpose for them, that Jesus died for a reason. Not only was it to give them life, you know, um, not only life after death, but also life on earth, mm-hmm. that God has a purpose and a plan mm-hmm. for everyone, and it's not just to eke your way through life, you know. And so, so that's a bit of... Of how we, we got going. You
0: know, in, in seeing some of these difficult situations of poverty and, and kids that are struggling with parents as well, uh, it, it would be depressing. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your spiritual heads above water so that it, they see in you hope?
1: I mean, I, th- I think for a staff, we've really worked on just um, we don't have to do this. We get to do this. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're we privileged that we get to be able to serve the poor and the broken, whether that's a child or whether that's a 78-year-old homeless lady that she feels this is it for her life and she wants to be homeless for the rest of her life. And, and those two extremes we see day in, day out. And so really breeding into our staff and volunteers, whatever we teach our staff, we teach our volunteers that, we get to do this this is a privilege mm-hmm. god's given us this passion this desire he's given us breath to be able to make a difference even if it's in one child's life but we we get to do this and so i think that is is something that keeps us going um is, is for us it's a privilege to yeah. do it
0: i'm sure as you see god work in those lives then it's an encouragement oh definitely to, to, to keep you going definitely hey this is fun to hear what god is doing through dream center Tell me what are the basic programs you guys have.
1: Yeah, so we have three areas of ministry. Uh, we have a youth development, uh, which is really our after-school programming area. So uh, we don't just do after-school program like a, a typical outreach program does. We do something a little different. Remember we talked about the purpose side of our mission statement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes, we help kids with homework and um, everything that goes on with student life. But then also we have uh, electives. And what that means is every student has to choose a different class to do every week. And and it's within the trades. We have actually created a job skills mm. school. Mm-hmm. So that uh, consists of everything from carpentry to motor mechanics, motorbike repair. We have a T-shirt printing business. We're going to launch a coffee business soon. Uh, 3D printing, electrical uh, circuitry. So kids get hands-on opportunity to do something that could spark something for their future um, while they're around godly volunteers.
0: That is is exciting because when I grew up in New York City, I had to go to the uh, school that I was attending after school to their center because mom was working and I couldn't go straight home. Yeah. But the only thing they taught me there was how to play pool.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we. I mean, we've got pool as well, but we want to go a bit more yeah. than pool, you know. But but yeah, that so that's a new area we've we've and we're seeing so many people get involved, and people can get involved mm-hmm. if if people are listening today.
0: So if there are people that have a trade, maybe they're retired now. Yes, they can come down and help that way.
1: I, absolutely. I mean, and we've got some great uh, volunteers, quite a few cat engineers mm-hmm. uh, that you know have have really got sparked into what we're doing uh and and bringing their gifts and talents to the table uh so that's that yeah definitely you know for us the after school program is the hardest uh program to get volunteers mm. not because people don't want to serve but because of the time of day mm-hmm. uh for, you know from two thirty to about five. Um, and, again, it's not every day. You know, the trade school uh, we do on a Thursday. Um, some do it on a Tuesday, sorry. And, and so it, it just varies. You know, if someone comes to us and say, hey, I've got this skill, I would love to teach the kids, we'll work with their schedule to make sure these kids can, can get the experience from the individuals. How many kids involved in that? We have about 70 to 80 kids every night. Wow, so it's quite a good crowd. And, again, it's consistency that breaks poverty if we can be consistent in what we're doing then their worlds change and they want to be with us and want to change with us and it comes against that poverty mindset Mm -hmm. And, and especially a trade teaching the trade so youth development is is one of the pillars
0: and the others are?
1: The other one is Community Outreach. Mm-hmm. So they're big events that uh, a lot of people see the Dream Center has been involved in over the years. Backpack Peoria, right. mm-hmm. where we give away 2,500 backpacks loaded with school supplies to kids in and need. And that's
0: gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and and that's a great, great program because a lot of people can get involved. Uh, it's during Mission Peoria Week, which is where we have over 300 young people from many youth groups come, and it's their missions trip for the week uh, during Mission Puria, mm-hmm. and then they help us pull that off at the end of the week. So that, that's like community outreach to us, events that the community can come and get involved in, but that just gives people a snapshot of what we do year round and then they get involved in more things. Yeah.
0: It's like getting your foot in the door, Correct. getting some experience, finding out is this what God would have me be involved in? Yes.
1: And and there's a lot of, we have a lot of what we call on ramps into outreach that we have through community outreach. So that's our second pillar. And then our third one, which I think is our, uh, one of our biggest ones is uh, basic human need. So at the dream center, we bought the old YMCA building downtown Peoria And within that building, uh, we have a homeless shelter for women and children. Uh, Each night, we have now averaging 80 to 100 women and children coming to the homeless shelter. It's the only emergency shelter for women and children in Peoria. Mm -hmm. So that basically means if someone's found in the middle of the night, um, the police will bring them directly to us. No questions asked. We'll care for them, look after them, especially if it's minus 10 or Mm -hmm. Has
0: that need increased through the years?
1: In the last year and a half, uh, we have tripled in number. Whoa. And it's not because the homelessness has gone up. It's just because the demographic that we're focused in on now, that's the biggest uh, area of of need in Peoria. And so uh, we are, as we speak, looking to renovate another floor of the Dream Center. We have a seven-story building. Uh, and, get, you,
0: and you're in how many stories
1: right now uh, we so the homeless shelter is in one and then we have three that are apartments and that's that's the the key to all of this we don't want to keep people homeless our aim is to move them into the village the village is a two year three year program depending on the individual uh, for single parent moms, grandparents um, or father and dads if there's a dad, that is responsible for a child coming back to the mission of impacting families, living in poverty, starting with kids and youth. So if there's a dad with a child, they can stay there. If we can get them in there, there's a 91% chance that they will never be homeless again. Mm. And so that's the aim. But when you consider our homeless shelter, the average age is 12 years of age. So our homeless Population is very young, and so this renovation we're going to go onto two floors with our homeless shelter. It's going to cost about one point seven million to renovate and to put a kitchen like a commercial kitchen. We 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 feed uh, there was sixty three thousand meals last year to our homeless population at the Dream Center. So we need as much help as possible from volunteers getting involved. Perhaps someone's listening that wants to help. Um, in in many ways, we've got many ways.
0: How would they contact you?
1: DreamCenterPeoria.org is our best way. If people want to volunteer, people want to give, people want to get information, we keep that very updated and then through our social media channels as well uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and it's at DreamCenterPeoria. That's the best way to get connected with us in, in what we're doing.
0: That's great. We're almost out of time. I can't believe it. But uh, (laughs) how can folks pray for you?
1: Really just, I mean, the need for us, our dream is we never need a dream center Hmm. because then the need is being met. Um, But while there are needs in Peoria, we just ask people to pray for first our staff and our volunteers uh, to just really give them uh, strength. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, we, we hear and see a lot of heavy stuff. So help there. Uh, and then moving forward, obviously this massive need that we've got, we're just praying that God, uh, will help us. We've never had to go to the bank ever for anything at the dream center or over all these years. And we don't want to do that with this renovation. So that's, that's, that's some prayer request right there.
0: Great. We've been talking with Andy King, Executive Director of Dream Center Peoria. What a practical way for you to be involved. And you, your small group, your church, whether that's a few hours a week or a few hours a month or financially or any way you can uh, share in the needs that we have right here in our community so that people would would be blessed and hear about Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Andy. Thank you so much. Lord bless you guys. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Dream Center Peoria podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you know of anyone that would be interested in hearing about what we just talked about, we would encourage you to share this episode with them. Be sure to stay tuned for future episodes.